Hello, I'm Mrs. Melanin, and we're, I am here with episode 37 of How Married Are You? And we are now ready for... This one's kind of funny. It feels really weird not telling Glenn this story, but I guess I'm talking to y'all. So here's this story. The other day, <laughs> the boys were downstairs. I overheard them downstairs. They were talking to our Google Home. And I heard, I can't remember which kid it was, but they were like, they were discussing whether or not the Google Home is a robot. And Uriah believes it's a robot. Theophilus does not. So <laughs> I don't know. They The discussion was interesting in itself. But anyways, they proceed to talk to Google and they ask Google questions like, what does a fish tank look like? Are you a girl? Because I want to marry you. <laughs> that was all Theo. And Google's responses back are actually quite entertaining. Um, and then Raya goes, what does a rocket look like? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> those are my stories. Um, hopefully you guys enjoyed those. So let's go ahead and play some words of affirmation for us. Here we go. Oh, words of affirmation is an opportunity for you guys to let us know what keeps you coming back each week. We accept um, words of affirmation via the DMs on our Instagram account, How Married Are You? Or we accept them via the Anchor app where you can actually leave a direct voicemail. Um, however you want to send it is up to you. But we really appreciate hearing your voices, letting us know what it is that keeps you coming back each week and why it is that you um, continue to listen to us. We also appreciate words of affirmation via the podcast app that you listen to the podcast on. You can leave a review and a five star rating and that would be awesome as well. So let's just get into these words of affirmation real quick. I must say that I really do appreciate you guys and your um, podcast I watch on YouTube. And I just want you to know that I really do enjoy the realness because oftentimes when you look on social media, you don't get to see the realness of the marriage. When you look on social media, you don't get to see the realness of marriage. You see the pretty picture and everything. So I really appreciate that you did post last week's episode because it shows the realness it shows that everything's not always pretty and days is all the time but that sometimes you go through a little rough patch and and you know you have a disagreement but there's always 
if you fight for your marriage, there's a way to come out on the other side. And so I really thank you for showing the realness because we don't see it that often. And by the way, I'm Christina from... I'm so sorry that we didn't get to hear where you're from, but thank you so much, Christina, for your words of affirmation. Um, The episode that she's referring to is episode 35, and then we did an episode 36, um, back to back with that kind of addressing some of the comments in the comment section, as well as addressing some of the epiphanies that we had after having the conversation. And so I appreciate you, Christina, for um, acknowledging the vulnerability that it took for us to even post that episode. Thank you guys so much for engaging with those episodes. They're definitely some of the most viewed and listened to episodes that we've done so far. Okay, so you can see that I'm here by myself. It feels really strange not to be looking at Glenn and talking directly to him, but here we are with just me. And hopefully I make him and you guys proud in this episode. It feels so awkward and so uncomfortable and so whatever but here we are so um i just want to give myself a little bit of kudos real quick though because the lights are set up there's a pink background behind me i got the thingy recording i got the computer notes ready and the camera is recording and so let's just take a moment to give me a round of applause because that's just that like I am committed to the podcast, y'all. Um, I do. The reason I enjoy this podcast is because it gives Glenn and I an opportunity to sit down and have intentional conversations about things that we don't necessarily just bring up um, casually when we're talking on the regular. And so I don't know. I just I value the time that we get to sit here behind this desk and just look at each other and talk about whatever it is that we talk about. And um, I didn't want to miss this week. We were supposed to record our podcast before he headed out of town, but there was just so much going on. And sometimes we just have to have a little bit of grace for ourselves um, as far as not putting too much on each other than is already on us, if that makes sense. And so if we tried to squeeze in recording a podcast before he left, it just would have been too much. So um, we will definitely, he will definitely be joining me next week because I already don't like this. <laughs> I do not like this at all. But um, yeah. So anywho, I went on Instagram today. And if you're not following us on the How Married Are You Instagram account, you should really be following us there. We don't want you to miss out on any opportunities to engage with us and um, randomly we'll go live or whatever. And so it's an opportunity for you guys to just, I don't know, engage with us. <laughs> Okay, I'm already starting to repeat myself. Let's just get into it. Okay, so we're going to do a Q&A today. Um, I've got a few questions here that people have been asking. And so I'm going to try to keep this podcast episode to no more than 30 minutes. Maybe, yeah, I think 30 minutes is a good solid episode for just having me on here by myself because I know some people are going to be like, okay, she is lame. You know, let me just address this real quick, though. Today, I posted on my personal Instagram account, Mrs. Melanin, how Anaya's eye has kind of been like my shadow for um, some time now. And I think it has to do with like where I am in my pregnancy as far as 
her realizing that there's another baby coming and she's going to be dethroned as a baby or whatever. I don't really know what it is, but there is something, there's a thing where babies do this. Uriah Bo, I recall, did this a little bit too when I was pregnant with Anaya. And so anyways, I was thinking about this when I was using the bathroom before I started recording the podcast and how nervous I am about sitting here in front of you guys and how like, I don't necessarily feel like I'm in Glenn's shadow, but I do feel like, um, what am I trying to say? I don't necessarily feel like I'm in Glenn's shadow, but I do think that my husband is better at this than I am, if that makes any sense. Like he can get in front of a mic or get in front of a camera and just talk freely and everything he says comes out so eloquently and so thoughtful and so um, well processed and that's just kind of not the way I am so I think that's why I'm feeling a little bit insecure behind this mic and behind and in front of this camera because I don't have that much poise when it comes to I don't even know if this is called performing because I'm not necessarily performing I'm just being myself but um, I don't know I just really admire his gift for being on the microphone and being in front of the camera and so sometimes I think I feel a little bit inadequate when it comes to this type of thing which I feel like I'm saying too much and I don't even know why I've come to say this but (laughs) let's just jump into the Q&A real quick okay um so one of the questions someone asked was what are the things you do when Glenn is not around I'm assuming you mean when he's out of town and I record podcast solo. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't do that all the time. Um, we usually try to record before he leaves or whatever. But yeah, so I do veg out. Um, I usually will eat things that I don't care. Like I will just have every thing that I like, every candy, every goodie every whatever and I will just eat when the kids go to bed that's just what I do I'll do that and just watch tv and I usually watch the shows that he doesn't like and I think I do this because I it's not that Glenn judges me but I feel like he's judging me (laughs) you know how like sometimes we we project we possibly are projecting our own judgment from someone about ourselves from someone else I don't know if I'm saying this right, but basically, if I were him, I would judge me. And so I'm assuming he's judging me. (laughs) So a lot of times I will veg out and watch whatever ratchet TV I want to watch or whatever lame show I want to watch in order, like just because I can and he's not there to see me doing it. And it's so funny because when I say ratchet TV, like there are a couple of shows I watch that he's like, what? Why are you watching this? But um, he's very protective about his Netflix profile. So like if I accidentally watch a show that he would never watch in his Netflix profile, he gets upset because <laughs> then certain shows are suggested to him that he would never be interested in or whatever. And you want to know what's funny is I always like to go to his profile because I feel like he'd be getting the really good shows that are suggested to him. Anyways, that's neither here nor there. But yes, that's something I do. I veg out and I watch my shows. Um, I sleep with the laundry on his side of the bed. However, we did just get a couch in our room a few months ago. And so 
the laundry has kind of moved over to the couch <laughs> instead of the bed because now we I can just spread myself out on the bed you know I don't know um and I always get strangely productive I always accomplish like a major task when he's gone I don't know what it is about him being gone but I always end up accomplishing at least one thing sometimes multiple things like if you were to flip the camera around right now you'd see that I got rid of our um the couch that we had in here and we just got a we went from a queen to a king size bed so I got rid of our mattress and box spring and I also made room to park the car in the garage and so that was my one productive thing and I do have piles of laundry on the couch right now that I'm hoping to um get folded before he gets here I still have tomorrow and the next day so uh yeah <laughs> hopefully those things get done but I do get strangely productive when he's gone um I definitely wake up earlier when he's gone don't I have to I mean because our kids are pretty our kids are early birds Uriah Bo will wake up as early as 5 30 in the morning and just be up for no apparent reason and it sucks because you like you can send him back in his room, but then he's just going to be in his room talking to his imaginary friends, making up stories, singing, doing whatever and making a whole bunch of noise and wake up his brother and sister. So when Glenn is out of town and he can't like, you know, how you know how we do as parents. I know I'm not the only one, but um, you know how like you hear the kids up, but you're both in bed sleep and you're like, OK, so who's going to be the first one to like get up and go? you know, deal with the kids. Sometimes I like to just lay there, especially in the third trimester of my pregnancy. But I like to just lay there and be like, okay, Glenn's going to go take care of that. But now that he's not here, I have to, I have to wake up. And I try to wake up before the kids wake up because it just makes life a little bit easier. It kind of just sets the tone for the day. And to be honest with you, waking up early in the morning is actually a goal of mine because that's just my most optimal time for um, Bible study, worship, and just setting my mind straight. So I need to be better about that. But right now I was tired, y'all. I was tired. Um, and then the last thing that I do when Glenn is out of town is I cook spaghetti. Glenn does not like spaghetti. He doesn't like, I mean, he likes red meat. He likes beef. I mean, I don't know, but I guess, <laughs> I think you guys have heard him talk about it on the podcast before how I, uh, I tend to, cook a lot of ground beef like things that are ground beef tacos spaghetti burgers you know just whatever it's just an easy thing to cook and so I do that and so when he's out of town I cook spaghetti and then the kids and I will have that as leftovers almost every night or as long as it lasts so there you have it <laughs> those are some of the things that I do when Glenn's out of town um Another person asked, how do you stay connected when Glenn or you has to travel? Most of the time, most of the time it's Glenn traveling. I, I don't go nowhere. And if I go somewhere, then I'm going with him. Um, so when he's out of town, we usually just talk on the phone. Um, and if we don't talk on the phone, like actually physically talk with our voices, then we will text throughout the day. Um, I don't know what kind of connected you mean when you ask that question but we do talk and I get to hear about his day and he gets to hear about my day I try not to um I hope I've been good I hope he's like if he's listening to this he can agree with me but I try not to like send him messages or call him about 
the rough parts of the day. Like, I don't necessarily want him because Glenn has this thing where he already feels bad about leaving, which I don't I mean, I get it, but. I don't know. Maybe it's because I don't leave as much as he does, but um, yeah, he already feels bad about leaving. So sometimes I just really try to avoid him feeling any worse. So I don't necessarily tell him about the travesties <laughs> that happen throughout the day. And I tell y'all when he leaves, there is some, there is always something that happens, always something. And it's so funny because when we're all like when everybody's in town or whatever, the kids, you know, the kids love their dad, but it's not until he leaves and mom has to be like disciplinary and fun and mom um, that they're like, I miss dad. And when they say I miss dad, y'all, that's pretty bad because <laughs> that means I probably been fussing so much or whatever. But yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't know if I answered your question, but we stay connected via talking on the phone usually at the end of the day or whenever he gets a break in his day or whatevs. Um, mothering while Glenn is out of town. Uh, so mothering while Glenn is out of town. Um, it is what it is. It's kind of like you have to do what you have to do. It gets a little bit more challenging because as a stay-at-home mom, you already don't get you already are kind of on 24 seven. And so when Glenn is out of town, I'm literally on 24 seven, like there's no breaks. Fortunately, my parents live close in town and um, close by. So that helps. Like yesterday, my dad was able to come sit with the kids for a couple of hours while I ran some errands. Um, and we have friends that I could, you know, drop my kids off to, but I try not to do that too much unless I really need it. And so um, mothering while Glenn's out of town is rough. Like I definitely, I have been someone who has always struggled with having patience and I feel like being a wife and a mom has actually strengthened my level of patience. But when Glenn goes out of town, my patience, it like, it just, it's not as great as it could be. And so, uh, Yeah. <laughs> By the end of the day, I'm ready for those kids to be in bed. And today was one of those days where usually we start the bedtime routine around seven o'clock. Today, the bedtime routine started about 630. <laughs> Brushing teeth, washing face, using potty, bedtime story and um, prayers. And they were I think they were in bed by like 710, which is kind of a record. So let's just say uh, my patience gets a little bit thin when Glenn's gone, but we have fun. Um, next question, pregnancy with three other kids. Uh, <laughs> you know, this pregnancy is different because, um, because I'm not working. I worked during all of my other pregnancies. And so it, I think that, I don't know, I don't know how that affected it, but, um, yeah, with my, all my, with all three of my other pregnancies, I was working, and so I was, I don't know that I was more active or what, but I guess I was more active. I feel like I'm chasing around three kids all the time, and 
whatnot. But I guess I'm not on my feet and walking around a classroom all the time. And so um, it just feels like, okay, let me start over. Uh, pregnancy with three other kids is interesting. Um, it's so interesting because, you know, Glenn and I are, you, he's home, he works from home and I'm a stay at home mom. And so, um, I don't know what I'm saying. That I'm going to skip that question. No, no, no. I'm not going to skip that question. Okay. Let's start over. So I've gotten a lot of questions about the pregnancy. How's it going? Um, A lot of people are mostly interested in how I am pregnant with having three other kids. And so I guess I'll talk about that for a little bit. Um, I this pregnancy is different because with all of my other children, I was working while I was pregnant. So I feel like it was I feel like it was. I feel like time went by differently. I don't know if it necessarily went by faster or slower, but it went by differently. And I feel like time is going by so slow here. But at the same time, it's going by so fast because I'm literally 34 weeks and I have like a month and a half before this baby is due. And I'm low key freaking out Um, (laughs) because I'm like looking at these other three kids like I can barely do y'all. How am I going to do four? And it's different things like even just going to the store or getting out in the car and like running errands. It's just so much. Um, But it's doable. Um, I'm not complaining at all. Uh, Our pastor a couple of weeks ago preached about, oh, it was Easter Sunday, I think, where he preached about the woman finding that the tomb was empty and there was this emotion of both fear and joy that they had. And I was like, man, that is exactly how I am feeling right now. Like I am so scared. (laughs) I am so nervous about bringing a fourth child into this world while looking at these other three and wondering if I'm doing right by them at all. And, um, but I just, I'm so excited. Like I'm so excited to bring a fourth kid into this world and, um, to raise another chocolate baby with like such an awesome man of God. And so, um, I think another person's question was, uh, I don't know if I wrote it down. Oh, they said, do you think adding a fourth child will have an effect on your marriage? And, uh, yeah, (laughs) yes, I do. Um, the other night, Glenn explained it to me in such an interesting way, but he talked about it as, um, I can't remember his exact wording, but he was saying that, you know, when like, there's this thing that happens, like when I get pregnant and like my body becomes an incubator for a baby. And like, as you you can literally see the distance between us grow as my belly gets big. One of the things I love about my husband is his hugs. Like every day I just want a hug. And each time, like each day as my belly gets bigger, the hug gets less intimate. Like there's something growing between us. And even after the baby is born, you have this baby attached to the boob and the bed, you know, like just 
yeah, <laughs> he's like, it's not until the baby's like six months old that I get you back. And so um, I can totally like listening to his heart and listening to him kind of talk about uh, that, like the process of having children and what each child means for us, like for our marriage kind of really hit home when I heard him describe it that way. And um, I don't know, I guess, I don't know how I got, I was talking about pregnancy with three other kids. And then I went to, do you think adding a fourth child will affect your marriage? But yeah, it, it does affect our marriage. Adding children does affect um, our marriage. And I don't know, I think sometimes you, it, I don't know how to say it. It's interesting because I feel like as like growing up and this is no like this to my own mom or the women in my life, but I feel like I mostly saw them as mothers and not necessarily as wives, if that makes sense. And so, um, just realizing that, like, just noticing now, like, the struggle, because I think another person asked, oh, yeah, balancing being a wife and a mother, um, they said, what did you, what you did or did not expect when you were still single, and so I don't know that I had, like, I saw what uh, being a wife looked like, but I think that what was more, um, what was more, what's the word I'm trying to look for? What was more blatant to me is how to be a mom. Um, I saw aspects of what it meant to be a wife, but it was the motherhood. And I don't know if that's because I'm coming from the perspective of being a child to the mom or whatever. But one of the things that we say is at the end of the day, it's going to be you and me. It's going to be Glenn and I. And so um, when it comes time for like the kids to leave, it's going to be us. And so we, we, I guess I would want my children to understand that as well. Like at some point they're going to be gone and their dad and I are still going to have to like love each other and do life together and enjoy each other's company and so I'd like to for them I'd like for Anaya to walk away from our home knowing what it means to be a mom and what it means to be a wife especially because it's hard it's so hard like to find a balance I don't know if there is even such a thing as a balance um and in the world of homeschooling I've heard people talk about a rhythm versus a routine. And um, I think with balancing motherhood and wifehood and um, just womanhood, I think it is more so a rhythm than anything else. Uh, I wish I could elaborate on what I mean by that, but yeah, it's just a rhythm. And so some things are going to be I think there are going to be some days when motherhood takes precedent over wifehood and so on and so forth. But 
I think as long as your husband knows that he comes first, that's a very important aspect of the relationship or the household. I don't know if I answered that <laughs> very well. Um, uh, okay. Question is, do you miss being in the classroom and working? Yes, I, um, I really enjoyed teaching. I really enjoyed, I really enjoy math. Um, and yeah, I miss it. But at the same time, I know I'm where I'm supposed to be. Um, I also am feeling like I, like as much of, (laughs) I don't know. I just feel like the Lord has something I don't even want to say more for me, but something different for me right now. And I am fully, um, I am looking to fully embrace that difference. Um, I don't know. I don't think that I fully understand my role right now um, as it is with belief in fatherhood or how married are you or whatever. Um, But I know that I am called to my home, to serve my husband and my children. And so that's what I'm seeking to do at this time. Um, And so, yeah, I do miss being in the classroom and I do miss working, but I love where I'm at right now. So there's a couple of questions, like a lot of people are asking me about motherhood, stay-at-home mom mom life and whatnot. And so um, there's this one question, this next one I said, it says prepping for kids, but I think someone else asked me, did you and Glenn talk about having children before you got married? And yes, we did. Or they said, did you and Glenn plan to have kids? Was this discussed prior to marriage? Um, yeah, <laughs> we um, Glenn would say on the first date or I don't know if we can call it a date, but I guess it's a date. But Glenn would say that I like that was it. I was like, I want to be a mother. Not I want to be a wife, but I want to be a mother. And so, yeah, he was very much so aware of the fact that I wanted to be a mother. And then as things got a little bit more serious into the relationship and we could see ourselves imagining like a future as husband and wife, we definitely discussed it. And prior to getting married, the the number of kids we were supposed to have is four. And so um, <laughs> we have made it. We have accomplished our goal. And I definitely think it's important for people who are in a dating relationship that is headed toward marriage to discuss things like that. Do you want to have children? Because that can be a huge um, deciding factor for someone. Like if you want to have children and the other person doesn't, that is that that doesn't even seem wise. Um, to enter that union but I'm sure there are people out there who have done that and maybe it's working but um, if you know for a fact that you want to have children and the person that you're marrying or you are in a relationship doesn't then I would suggest that y'all have some deeper conversations or cut ties Um, one thing that I will say though because when Glenn and I were dating, we also did discuss adoption and now he is not as open to adoption as I am. And when we were dating, he did say that he was. And so now when I talk to him about the fact that he's no longer open to it or interested in it, um, he says, I would have said anything to marry you. And so 
I just want to say to all the men out there and to all the women out there, don't just be saying stuff to say it. Say what you mean and mean what you say, <laughs> because, um, yeah, that's not cool. People go into relationships thinking, oh, you're serious about this. Like you have the same heart for something that I have the same heart for. And so, yes, hearts change. But still, don't just be saying stuff knowing that you don't actually mean it, because if you're really headed toward marriage, that's just lame and not cool. So anywho, as far as adoption is concerned, um, I'm still open to it. I don't know if Glenn is, but I think definitely think that it would be like it would have to be a Lord thing um, for us to walk through that door. And don't worry, I'm not going to pressure him to do adoption. Like I said, the Lord's going to have to work on his heart for that. Um, and for me too, shoot, who knows what four kids is going to be like. So we'll see. Um, yeah, let's see. What other questions do we have? I think I'm probably approaching 30 minutes. Um, someone said, do you take time for yourself? What do you like to do? Um, do I take time for myself? I do to a certain extent. Um, on Wednesday mornings, usually like we have, um, semesters. And so throughout the year, I will participate in a mom's group on Wednesday mornings, which feeds my soul, y'all. It's like, um, I call it my like refuel, like midweek refuel type situation where I, you know, as a mother, when you're able to come into a group of women who understand your struggle um, as a stay-at-home mom or even as a working mom because some moms there are working moms as well but like when they get to understand your struggle it's just so nice to be able to connect with other like-minded women who are really striving to be good moms and good wives and um, yeah so that's one thing I do for myself I really enjoy hiking Um, I just actually really enjoy being out in nature so if I can go on a hike or if I can go watch the sunset, those are things that I like to do as far as taking time for myself. Um, pampering myself is always nice too, but I really am more so of a nature person. I appreciate nature so much more. And like it literally, like sometimes I will take the kids to the park just because I need to feel the sun touch my skin or to feel the breeze run across my cheek or just to see the leaves moving in the trees you know like I I do things like that um so yeah I don't take enough time for myself I don't think I don't know if Glenn would agree or disagree with that statement but I definitely think I could be a little bit more consistent um in that area of my life um Someone asked, what's the most uncomfortable conversation you and Glenn have had? Um, I think the most uncomfortable conversation that Glenn and I have had has been around the conversation of sex. While it is also the most uncomfortable, while it is the most uncomfortable conversation, it was also the best conversation that we, we've had and continue to have, um, like that the conversation surrounding sex is not something that you can stop having. Um, our sex life is not necessarily the best it could be, but it's way better than it used to be. And so, um, I think that just having the conversation about it is very important for marriages. 
And I think a lot of people would agree. Um, and I'm going to shout out the Love Hour podcast because for the month of February, they did a series on um, on sex. And it was basically where they were trying to, I forget their words, take the stigma out of talking about it or whatever. But especially growing up in like a, a Christian church, like in a Christian like in a church, in the church society or a church, growing up churched, <laughs> there was not a lot of conversations about sex besides don't do it. You know what I mean? Like, so I really appreciated the Love Hour podcast um, series on that because they even opened my mind to a lot of things. And I had Glenn on listening to them, too, which I'm grateful that he listen to them but yeah anywho that's the most uncomfortable conversation we've had um do you attend a multi a multi-ethnic church body or a predominantly black church does it matter very interesting question uh okay i don't know how many people from our church watch this podcast or listen to this podcast so this is kind of a interesting question for me to answer but I would say that our church is predominantly white. I feel like we are definitely getting more diverse as far as um, seeing a little bit more color, which I am enjoying. Um, I grew up in a predominant, I grew up in a black church. I grew up in a black Baptist church. And so there's just an experience there that I've, I grew up with that I'm not getting at this church. And I'm totally okay with that. Like I love, my church um so much i love how much growth it's allowed glenn and i to have um as a result of being members of there and being in fellowship with um people who have become family friends who are family you know and so yeah um i did grow up in a predominantly black church and i do think that i valued that experience because to be completely honest with you and i think i've mentioned this before growing up in california there are a lot of white people. <laughs> there are a lot of non-black people, or I mean, it just depends on where you live. I guess if you go to LA, you'll see more of them. Um, but that church experience is where I got to experience black people and I got to see black excellence and I got to um, just, I don't know, be a part of the black culture. And so that's something that I valued growing up and it helped me, uh, I don't want to say stay in touch with my roots per se, but that's kind of what I'm trying to say. And so for my children, not to necessarily get that same experience is always something that I struggle with. Um, like, you know, just, you know how you have the old lady sitting in the second row who just breaks out and like the church hymn and they're singing it so soulfully and, uh, yeah, I don't know. I wish my kids would be able to get that experience, but I they're they're growing. I mean, they're getting to know the Lord just fine where we are and um I don't necessarily the question is does it matter? They said. That was the second part of the question. And I honestly don't think it does matter. <sighs> yeah. Okay. I'm going to end with this last question. Somebody said, "What are some Mother's Day gift suggestions and I just say know your mama you know know your mom um 
for me, a good Mother's Day gift would be just some time away by myself. <laughs> like a full 24 hours to myself doing whatever the heck I want to do. Um, I appreciate cards. Um, I appreciate hand. I appreciate like gifts that were done by my kids like that they made or that Glenn helped them make but if your mom's love language is gifts and she just loves gifts buy her a gift if your mom would like or appreciate a massage and buy her a massage gift certificate they also they have those spa finder thingies out there that you could get too um yeah there's a lot of I just say I would say when you're getting your mom a Mother's Day gift, just make sure that you are being thoughtful of who she is and what would interest her. So, Yvette, how married are you? Well, I'm glad you asked, Yvette. I'm so married that I recorded this podcast by myself. Hopefully everybody listened to the end. <laughs> but And I'm done. And that's a wrap. And that's just how married I am.